Welcome to episode 89 here of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday night. Myself, Drew Skyberg, joined alongside a guest here. We brought him back. Robert Shivik is here. First ever time he's on a live streamed episode of Drew's Sports Crew. But hey, he's here nonetheless. And Robert, how are you doing here on this Sunday night? Doing good. Uh, football obviously came to a close for high school. Basketball starting up this week or has started for girls and yeah, a lot of sports right now, um, you know, football, basketball, NFL, NBA. It's, great time yeah, to be a sports fan. Great time of the year. You know, we just had the Baseball World Series here wrap up to a few weeks ago. But, look, we got the EWC, you know, we're going to be talking about, as Robert alluded to. Um, we'll be talking about, right, the football conference teams. We'll be talking some basketball, too, in the EWC. Give you a nice preview on that. But also – we're going to be rolling. We're going to be talking about some Wisconsin sports as well. We cannot forget about those, right? We'll be going talking about the Green Bay Packers, you know, unfortunate, of course, last Thursday, but we'll touch on it. We'll also be in diving into the world of the National Basketball Association. We'll be talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, can they keep up their hot start? You know, they've lost a few this past week, but we're hoping a nice little turnaround back to where they started the first 10, 11 games or so, so. Let's get right into it here, Robert, and we will start. By the way, I didn't mention Robert has some trivia planned, so we'll hear those at the end of the episode as well. But let's go to the world of football here, Robert. The 2022 Eastern Wisconsin Conference football team was released. You know, we have the all-conference team, so we'll gladly be looking over these. We'll start, of course, with the awards. Yeah, I'm going to start with it. Conference champion, right, Two Rivers. And then the Offensive Player of the Year. Goes to Justin Klinkner of Two Rivers. The defensive player of the year is Logan C. of Chilton. Coach of the year then, you guessed it, Kevin Chilcox of the Two Rivers Raiders. Um, with those three awards, Robert, any objections, right? Or what, what did you think? No, I think they got it right. I mean, you know, obviously Chase Mathias is a really good player too for TR, so you couldn't go wrong there. But I thought Klinkner, I mean, he was one of the better quarterbacks in the whole state this year yardage and stat wise. So, and obviously when you lead a team, you're the leader of that team. And, you know, they, they didn't rely on Matthias as much as they did last year. They probably wanted to save him a little bit and he had some really big games in the playoffs. So I, I definitely think, you know, I'm throwing a little more this year and Klinkner have another year of experience. Yeah. He definitely deserved that. And yeah, Justin Klinkner, your offensive or your, for the, for the conference, right. The offensive player of the year, he again was, um, Led the way in passing yards, right? He had 2,647 passing yards. Second was Max Breenbach of KLC with 1,673. So, you know, he, he ran away with that award. I think what stood out for Klinkner was the efficiency, right? I mean, he was throwing 15, 20 times a game, but was it like three or four incompletions. You know, it was it was remarkable how efficient he was. And, again, that that's what gave him um, unanimous nods there at quarterback as a junior. Also can't forget – Right, being the offensive player of the year as well for them. Other unanimous guys, right? Chase Mathias uh, was unanimous for running back. Austin Phillips was a unanimous selection at wide receiver. Logan C. Connor and Connor Sanford then on the offensive line. Also, other unanimous, you know, selections there. So, a pretty good, you know, balance I'd say for the All Conference uh, first team. Right? We, I mean, we see Rhymer on it. We see, do we see a uh, team from or? I'm just looking. I think we have every school represented on it. 
I, I think we do. I think we have every school represented on the first team. I don't know if that's happened, you know, in a few years actually. So some pretty good balance there, right? We have Reimer of Ron Colley. We got Hovey of Valders. We have Noah Heinen of KLC. We have Logan C and, and Ryan Lisso and others of Chilton. We have some Keel. We have Jonah Funkhauser, Tate Hartlub. So and we have the other squads there too. Um, so pretty good balance there in that first team, first team defense too. Um, however, right, I mean, with how dominant Two Rivers defense was this year, shocker, Two Rivers leads the way on that. Chase Mathias, unanimous selection at inside linebacker. Actually the only unanimous defen defensive selection there. So just want to keep that in, the, in mind. But, yeah, Two Rivers runs away with this. Um, actually, no no brilliant on first-team offense. I, I didn't add, but Damon Schmidt get, got the nod at um, – defense so he ended up brilliant got on the first team but you know overall the defense right? I mean I mentioned TR heavy some Chilton thrown in there so going through I guess any comments Robert on the second on the first team defense no yeah I, I saw a couple games this year um defensive wise yeah I, I saw I saw Chilton play a game and Logan C is just an absolute monster uh, I think he was one of the guys we highlighted or even last year, that was just an absolute stud. And, yeah, he was just a big boy on the line. And a lot of teams I know just had to have had to run away from him just because he was that effective. And, yeah, you know, other guys, obviously Matthias and Matthias's brother. I mean, Chase still got another year, but Max, he's got three more years. He was on the line a lot this year, and oh, he looked really good as well. But, yeah, I mean, pretty much, pretty much sounds accurate. As I thought, and offensively, I'll say this. I mean, I, I know Braden Reimer, I think in the regular season, led in rushing yards. Dude yep. was an absolute baller. Like, I mean, he was very impressive. And Matthias was really good. And Matthias, you know, you can debate all you want who's the better running back, but Drew Reimer is one of the better, um, better running backs I've seen in the EWC, just his speed and strength. Yeah, his, his brother. You Braden, mentioned he's the Braden Reimer, yeah, the, Braden Reimer. We're talking, and brother, I think yeah, so. yep, he is. Uh, but Braden, yeah, with overall, I think the big thing for him, right? right he had two hundred forty-nine rushing attempts on the mm -hmm. stats, sixteen touchdowns, uh, over sixteen hundred yards. Right? I mean, from a from an efficiency standpoint, you know, he's six point five yards an attempt. Like, come on, you know, uh, you certainly got to credit Reimer, and also, right? I mean. Two Rivers having a better offensive line, too, than Ron Colley, you know, if we want to really throw that out there. But, you know, both extremely talented um, individuals at, you know, on the defensive side as well. Can't forget about Reimer there. Of course, Matthias stands out like, as a big figure there on the – as an inside linebacker. I believe he was actually All-State there. Uh, All-State honorable mention, I believe, was the recognition we saw. We talked about last week here on the podcast. But otherwise, right, that second team – um, it was a good balance again, right? Um, a lot of a lot of Chilton. You saw like a few others on Two Rivers make it in, right? Elijah Mod, Christian Piles, Marcus Jacobs. We saw make it then for Chilton. And Ahmed Ahmed for Chilton as the kicker, second team for them. Connor Faust made it as the quarterback from Keel. Jaden Bastion, the running back of Brilliant. Uh, those um, Valders had Cole Fisher. As a offensive lineman, make it. Jalen Paul as a wide receiver. Grant Munns as the tight end. On the defensive side, we saw um, 
Brayden April, Keel. Right, we're talking basketball later. We'll talk about Brayden April. Um, Noah Heinen made it on the, as an inside linebacker. Austin Schwartz, a brilliant. Philip Casper of New Holstein in basketball. You'll hear his name. And the one you mentioned, Max Mathias, is a freshman. Right, second team defense. Talk about it. Wow. Um, otherwise, then the punter Elias Sparks of Valders that makes it so. Yeah, this second team squad. I mean, right, Max Mathias is the freshman making the the second team. Certainly, what stood out, right? Or even Christian Piles as a sophomore. Bryce Gluckson, the running back, um, Keel making it. These sophomores that make the second team for sure stand out. Yeah, Gullickson from Keel, he looked really good when I saw him um, offensively wise. But um, yeah, I mean, other guys, you know, like I said, Matthias is a stud. Just just a lot of those guys, like, I mean, Munns, tight end. Was he first or second team? Munns was second team, Heinen. Uh, first okay, team, yeah. due to the, the insane. Oh yeah, sure. Sorry, my light. Yeah, Ro- Robert's got some motion detection lights, so don't worry about that. Um, yeah. So just just a lot of those guys, and I mean, yeah, a lot a lot of good football players this year. Like I just remember, I was you know again didn't see a ton of the games, but there's there was a lot of good players I saw, and a lot of ones you didn't say on the first, and even some on the second team that. You know, we're just good players this year. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many, right? We can't mention them all. And, of course, you know, even including honorable mentions, I mean, sometimes you can't even get them all on these teams, right? It was mm-hmm. a, a conference-wise, right? I mean, we talked. It ended up being fairly competitive, right? I mean, we saw, like, right, Valders, you know, compete, right, with, you know, Keel. We saw even, you know, Ron Colley gave KLC a little run, you know, in that game. So, I mean – just talking about it, I mean, it was a more competitive conference than we've seen in the last few years, and that's really, you know, what you look that's from an smart. overall conference standpoint. That's what that's yeah, like you said, that's exactly what you want, and we gladly and happily saw that this year. Right, we even saw right two rivers, um, a win away from state, and right they gave Catholic Memorial a run for their money. Right, something not many thought may, might happen, and yeah, credit where credits due to two rivers, and of course the other teams in the conference but i guess any other things you want to talk about here on the football all conference team list no i mean really i mean obviously two rivers like you said almost i mean you know two catholic memorial just obviously they ended up losing and but just you know saying when you have a dynasty like they have anyone who almost beats them or beats them it's, it's just a huge thing and you know, I saw it was, you know, 20 to zero, I think it was, and they came back and I was, yep. I was very impressed just, you know, with two rivers. I'm obviously, I, you know, I didn't really watch the game. Um, couldn't find a stream or whatever, but yeah, I mean, that, that is impressive as all heck. And, you know, two rivers is going to get better even next year. That's the scary thing. So it's just like, I'm sure they're just counting down the days to get that rematch and they, they are motivated as ever. And I mean, TR obviously I think is, unanimously will win the conference next year. And then, you know, Keel, Chilton, some of those teams will be sprinkled in the top like they kind of have the past couple of years, and we'll kind of see from there. Yeah, I, I think you hit it right in the nose. I think it's going to be, you know, those three we like to kind of, you know, I, I think they'll they'll be in the top three. But, you know, what, what makes this conference so great, right? I mean, the, the remaining five spots, they're for grabs, right? I mean, we could see mm-hmm. potentially, you know, those Valders, Ron Colley, we could see them 
rebound, you know, finish in that middle mix. Um, it's well with New Holstein too. See them maybe flip flop, right? I mean, not a lot of separate. You know, we talk two, three, and four teams, two, two and five teams, and then around Collie team. You know, they lose they lose Braden Reimer, but overall as a team, they could potentially get better, right? I mean, they got their they got uh, Landon Holopney, their young quarterback back. He's a he'll be a good player for them. He'll be a junior next year, so yeah. Look, they'll probably throw the ball more, so they, they're still a sleeper team for next year. Yeah, can't can't count anyone out here in the EWC, right? I mean, got solid, you know, well balanced conference teams, right? And it's gonna be a good conference again in 2023, is what we imagine. But you know, we we have a lot of stuff to talk about here, so we don't want to cut, of course, football short. But look, we got two basketball previews we got to get through here. We got to talk about on the boys and girls side here for the Eastern Wisconsin Conference, and yeah, Robert, um, hold on. Oh, we, we got to touch on, of course, starting. We'll start on the girls' side, right? We'll talk about it. They've, they've had some games going on. They've had, they've, they've been playing. And um, with that, um, I guess through, you know, one to two games is what we're looking at for the girls' season start last week. Uh, what, what have been some of your big takeaways, I guess, like, right? I mean, Berlin starts out on one. Chilton, they win their first two in pretty good fashion and, Overall, you know, it's been a solid start to non-con for the EWC for the girls' side. So, what do you think? Yeah, you know, obviously, I haven't I haven't seen any girls' games yet. I I, rec- I still recognize a few names from last year. Obviously, you know, Olivia Hurl's sister Adeline. She'll be looks like she'll light up the score sheet just like her sister did a year ago. Same with um, Grace Shizzle, already off, averaging twenty six apiece. You know, so I think. Chilton, New Holstein, Brilliant, Ch- Keel, that'll be kind of, you know, your top four. I mean, Brilliant, obviously they're 0-1. They lost to uh, Matlock Lutheran um, in a very close game. They had, a, they had a couple players out that game, but we don't know when those players are coming back. And they have New Holstein early on their schedule. So, I mean, you know, one that one loss there could be very big in determining the conference championship. So I, I definitely think – you know, it, it is it is very wide open at the top just because of that reason. And then, you know, at the bottom, you still got your good players. Kakis is back for two rivers. They have a new coach. They're one and all. So, yeah, there's a lot of teams I'll be kind of interested to see where they end up because it's getting to the point where I don't recognize a lot of names anymore. And it's always interesting to see, you know, where teams end up and who's who's at the top of the stats. Yeah, full disclosure, Robert and I were talking about that before the year, right? I mean, um, covering this stuff still, right? It's great to provide, discuss the insight that we want to talk about. But, you know, we're starting to not know all these players here. And um, big thing, right? I mean, these not counting games. We saw New Holstein, you mentioned, run away with some of these games, right? North Fond du Lac, they took care of in that one. Um, Shizzle, you mentioned, twenty averaging 26 a game. Pearl averaging 26 as well. Another one is Keel and Howard's Grove, right? Keel gets the job done there. They win. They won by 14 against Howard's Grove. It's going to be interesting to see how Keel performs this year, though, as well um, with that with that group. Um, but, you know, certainly you got to like Brilliant and New Holstein, like you mentioned, in those top two. Uh, Keel, all right. Um, Chilton, certainly too. I think it'll be a pretty good conference here. Of course, but um, 
some other we I mean we have some more non-con games coming up. Um um through Monday, Tuesday, right? I mean, this is the big time for non-con. We have Thanksgiving stuff. Uh Valder's new whole are playing at Pfizer Forum. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. Yeah, you know, some pretty good, pretty good gigs here for the squads, but um you know, we'd imagine it's gonna be a pretty right. I mean, we talked about the competition, it's gonna be competitive conference, but um hey Steve, any other really main takeaways here? No, I mean obviously I think um you know Megan Schumann, Shizzle, Hurl. Uh I forget the Keel girl's name, but those those four will kind of be your top probably four players. I think maybe not auto bids, but pretty much, you know, barring uh crazy situations. You look at those are those are your pretty solid top four players. Probably I'm probably missing one or two, maybe from a different school, but just off the top of my head, that's kind of where I see right now. And I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Brilliant won the last two years. Like I said, they got some players out of the lineup right now that we don't know when they'll be back. Um, so yeah, that that's it that really makes it difficult uh to kind of judge this. And yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, Peyton Grenz are another one. Yeah, I, I don't yep. know. I'm not sick, but like the voice, I, I don't know, it's just gone, gone right now. So one of those days. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was dry, dry outside. That's another thing for me. So I was like, eh. but um, we're we're gonna touch a little bit on the on the EWC boys side here because again, we have. We still have to talk professional sports, right? You know, we got some trivia still we're throwing in there, and let's roll to it. Um, of course, they haven't played games yet because they start their season this week. All right, Tuesday being um, opening, you know, opening opening night, I guess it is, for uh, the EWC boys' side, and that features some non-con games. It feels like it's a tradition now. Valders and Plymouth, like, square mm-hmm. off every, every year first game. I mean, that's been, like, the last four it might be five. Thanks, I mean, even like, I'll, I'll, I'll date myself a little. The Cole Booth, right? No, Cole Booth, uh, my boy. Yep. Yeah, Cole Booth days. Um, uh, that was certainly. I was like, all right, tradition. Valders kicks off their season. Cole Booth puts up twenty-five. Nice. Uh, but we got some other ones here. We got like Green Bay West and Keel. Keel playing a bigger school there for for game one. Sturgeon Bay, Chilton, Valders, Plymouth, Newellstein, Campbellsport. Campbell Sports still should be a pretty good squad, right, Robert? I mean, they had, they were pretty solid the last few years. I know they were like ranked last year or something. Yeah, for a part of the year. I again, I don't know. I think they got all like, like a ten and all start. I'm not really sure who if they have anyone back really. Um, obviously, I think New Holstein Campbell Sport is another one of those traditional. They seem yeah. Back when I played, they played first game, so I, that's got to be almost every year. I know, like. <laughs> Brilliant in Wrightstown always used to play first game and that switched, but um, um, yeah. So, I when does when's Brilliant's first game? I don't. Is it the 29th? It is a Tuesday. Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So the 29th. It's them in yeah, Green Bay they West or not Green Bay? Kiwani. There it is. Yeah, I got. I got it here. They there. We got Valders playing Green Bay East that day too. I mean, West and East are being thrown around in, in the EWC. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see those games. But I guess from a, a conference perspective, right? I mean, this is going to be a a very good conference. I mean, a lot of, like I'd say, right? Two of these teams, uh, Brilliant and Valders, for sure. 
with expectat- really very high expectations, right? I mean, especially Brilliant coming off uh, going to state last year, right? You got to love their chances, again, to run it back with a similar squad, if not a very same squad. And then also, on, I mean, the Valder side too, I mean, you're in a very favorable sectional. Again, we were talking about it, and you, right, Cole Hovey returns, Jackson Olsen returns. You get some solid depth players back. I mean, you got to love it for both those squads for sure, right? Yeah, you know, obviously you got to throw Keel and Ron Colley into the mix. Um, yeah, you know, brilliant. Obviously they got a lot of guys back, um, including, you know, their Jeremy Lorenz, their leader. So, you know, whenever that happens, you expect a big year. And I think brilliant's kind of, I don't know how much, I don't know what, what their whole team will look like. Um, didn't lose a lot of pe- people, but it'll be interesting to see who all gets their minutes and who's leading statistical wise. Yeah, but then, I mean, you mentioned Valders. I mean, you know, Hovey and Olsen, it seemed like, you know, 10 years ago they entered the conference and they're still, uh, they'll still put up numbers this year. And that, I mean, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be a fun conference and fun couple teams to cover at least at the top, because I mean, and then you got more guys. I mean, I'm sure you know more about Valders, but three point shooting, I feel like it's going to be a big strength for them. And they still do have, you know, a decent size with Hovey and Olsen. And then obviously, like I said, Keel and Ron Colley. I mean, you know, Ron Colley, obviously they lost a lot, but I'll say this, you know, they brought in Josh Erickson, really, really good player, um, number of years ago at Ron Colley. He played at Concordia. Um, he'll he knows the system. He he knows uh, what to do, what to look for. So I it's, I think it's you know fitting that they stay in house there and kind of hire someone familiar. It's good. I'm guessing it'll be a similar system. And you know, Braden Yanda played really really well last year. He's probably a first team All Conference player this year, and they'll find guys to cover the roles. Um, they'll still be a really tough team. And then, like I said, Keel, uh, you know, they have big statistical team um, who likes to put up, you know, who puts up pretty big stats. He'll Grant shoot the Lund. ball. Yeah. Yeah. There Graham Munns, Pierce Arntz, you know, like we said, um, uh, what's his April um, Bruner just, just got a lot of shooters all over the court. They pretty much all of them can shoot. And, you know, they, they, they're they always a team that you just know if you catch them on the right side of the road for them, look out. They, they can beat anyone on this list. And, yeah, yeah so it, this conference is just going to be kind of very, very, very similar, I think, to where it was last year besides Luke Pouts. I mean, he's really the only senior that's – Reese Stangle's gone, Breckheimer's gone. Those are your two kind of other guys who are in there, but, like – Fisher, but it's just like those, those besides kind of Ron Colley, everyone else is basically very, very similar. So I think it'll kind of be a very similar conference to last year. I'm right with you. Um, I'm hoping the voice gets better, but um, yeah, I mean, brilliant. I mean, we talked about a lot of returning guys, Valders. Yeah, you can't, you cannot count out the Keel Raiders. I'm glad you emphasized that. I mean, that's something we're looking at, right? I mean, they, I, w- I was on, on the air WMT for the, the Keel um, Ron Colley game. Look, and they gave Ron Colley a run for their money last year. I mean, it took some heroics, but at the end with the buzzer beater. But um, man, that was that was a close, exciting game. Um, 
I mean, also, I mean, you know, Chilton, we have in the middle of the pack, right? We have those, those squads who you, you never know, right? I mean, we've seen, we've seen upsets before, or maybe not even upsets. We've just seen some games where teams have got gotten a win where maybe they weren't expected to. We could so, certainly see that again this year. Um, you touch on Ron Colley, right? We don't really, that, that's the team I'm most intrigued to see. Cause I feel like we know how Keel's going to come out. We know how brilliant's going to come out. We know how Valders is going to come out. What about Ron Colley, right? I mean, they're coming off a state ch- title, right? And they have a new head coach. They have, you know, a, a pretty new group of guys, right? I mean, you still got, of course, Yonda, but you know, I, I, I really want to see how this Ron Colley team comes down and plays. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. Then, you know, you look at the other teams, you know, I think they're all pretty much just going to be better just because you have your same kind of group of guys. Um, and, you know, we saw at times last year, like, you know, Chilton and, you know, Two Rivers, you know, those two. And, I mean, all the teams, they'll, they'll very be, I think, are maybe a little step below the top four teams. But, again, you just never know. Um who's called up for JV, who's who's incoming, who transferred, a lot of moving parts and a lot of different, you know, things. And we've seen it before, um, teams who are maybe under the radar come flying up and start picking off, you know, top teams in the conference for upsets. So, yeah, you know, this, this season I think is going to be really interesting. And every year in this EWC you've kind of had like, you know, two teams that are always – feel like they have a good shot at making state in division three and division four and like, you know, Valders, Ron Colley, Sheboygan Falls for a little bit there. Um, you know, brilliant, obviously last year on Colley last year. And, you know, I'll throw it out this year. Like, I mean, brilliant Valders, you know, Keel, Keel gets hot too. You, you never know those three teams, I think all, um, you know, have the firepower when they get rolling, maybe, you know, put some games together and um, you know, have the opportunity to make a deep postseason run. I, I'm I'm right with you. I mean i I feel I, I I feel like we're gonna see an EWC squad at at the Cole Center, right? I mean, they've certainly been well represented the last you know might go as far as a decade, right? I mean, or ever since right the conference formed, it's it's been a basketball a very strong basketball conference, and I'd imagine that stay the same. I, like we we talked about in a recap last year, EWC is in good hands. It's in great hands. A lot of talent coming up from JV, a lot from even right middle school, if we want to go from that far. But um, we can certainly pencil in a victory for Valders at yep. home against Brilliant, right? Okay. I mean, it's Brilliant okay. can can go 29-1, and one, but at Valders, wouldn't be surprised again if they have their issues there. It seems like. When's the last time Val- or Brilliant's gotten a win there? My, they did win some- two years ago, I know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was an overtime, but uh, Valders should have won that one, maybe. Yeah, well, again, it's just you get late in those games. You know, one block charge, one travel can just everything. Yeah, can just change the whole soul. But yeah, again, I I guarantee, I I guarantee, whatever, uh, that'll be a close couple possession possession game either way. You know, when Brilliant yep. takes the trip to Valors. I think that's an earlier game in the season, too. So that, you know, that maybe whoever gets off to a quicker start will be favored in that one. Yeah, I was try- I'm trying to look when that game is. I don't know if I can we'll get say that like up early here. December, like a Tuesday or something. December, like, 13th. I got gotcha. you. Thursday, December 15th, we're okay. going to Valders. Looks like, so. That'll be a good you one. Wanna- 
And then they match up at Brilliant. That's not until late Friday, February third. So mm. I mean, you got you got to wait a little bit for that rematch. But you know, of course, we have some tough non-con games scheduled. You know, always they always have those thrown in. Valders actually plays Randolph last game of the year at Valders. So like Valders, yeah. Valders has always had strong non-conference, and I think like they've always you know. Like the last couple of years, they've they've had success maybe winning games they shouldn't in the playoffs and, you know, beating a team like Xavier a um, number of years ago. Or St. Mary Springs the, uh, last year. Or St. Mary yeah, Catholic. It's just or, like they always yeah. seem to pick off a team, but I always like, you know, Ballers' chances. And you look, they, they play a really good schedule in the, you know, they're, they're not playing, you know, teams that they know they can just, they can just go in there and beat by 30. They know every every game, it seems, for Valders is a – that's when you look. Their scores a lot – or their records are always kind of like 15 and 12, 13, like 13 and 13 the last couple of years. And it kind of, you know, gets a little – you see that. And it's not a really an accurate representation of Valders, I feel like. So, yeah, I definitely think uh, that's good for them to get – like again, what they always do, play really good non-con games. Yeah. I'm right with you. Um let me pull up the rest of the stuff we're looking at here. Um or I'm I okay, here it is. There we go. I'm I'm at the stuff I want. I had the because we're we're talking girls and boys. You know, you gotta make sure we're on the right stuff here, but yeah, that schedule we met we we touched on it. That brilliant game gonna be a good one. Um, otherwise, I guess we wanted to kind of go through some rankings. We'll kind of talk about the first team, right? I mean, you know, it's it'd be pretty easy for me to say, you know, I go to last year's first team, I look at it, and um, I think we're gonna see a similar output to that. But obviously, you know, Luke Pouts, we'll see Brayden Yanda. I think insert in there. Um, I guess overall, Robert, isn't that kind of a fair? representation of what we'll probably yeah, see maybe i definitely think arts and lorenz i think you're too unanimous mm-hmm. i will throw cole hovey in there as well and then so those three i think are unanimous right now and then i think it's a toss-up um you know i i really like grady geiger to be in there i think you know he was it's, very, it's gonna very, be interesting. Very, I, I definitely think if you know if I had to project it, I think it would be Lorenz, Arntz, Hovey, Geiger, and then Mons or Yanda, depending yep, on where. That, that's where I'm gonna. Like yeah, that, Mons. That's I definitely think those four are your top four players this year. Mons, you know, obviously he was on the first team last year. It had to be very close, but you know, it, it definitely. It, it, it just depends. If Munz puts up a monster year statistically in the rebounding department where he did last year, then there's, a, you know, he's probably back yeah. on it. If Yonda, you know, turns into a very stud guard and Ron Colley can maybe finish third and, you know, win some really tough games, he's, he probably gets on it. And, you know, maybe you never know with injuries and or stuff like that. Ma- Max Miller of Chilton, too. Yep. Right? I mean, there, there's another one. Uh, Kane Holly of Brilliant, Olsen of, of Alders, um, Parker Brown of mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, I mean, we mentioned Yonda. So, I mean, there's a, a lot of guys here. Um, 
and yeah, Graham Munns getting the nod last year. Certainly going to be close between Geiger Munns. I'd, I'd imagine this year as well. Um, we, yeah, we saw one from Berlin. We saw two from Keel, one from Valders, and then one from Roncalli last year, and Roncalli being Pouts. Um, so that's really the long one graduate. I mean, we talked about it. There's more juniors than seniors on the all-conference team last year. I mean, th- that sums it up in terms of, you know, we have a lot of talent returning, and I think I mean, we talked about it again last year, EWC being in great hands. No surprise, again, with the preseason talks being, you know, However, these juniors from last year, now of course seniors, so little little senior heavy, I'd imagine, then for, for this all conference squad, but um yeah, definitely like, definitely like you know, after this year, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I definitely think there'll be a lot of turnover, you know, going into the 23-24 year. That that will be very interesting as well. But yeah, this year, again, like I said, a lot of the same, but still enough where it's different enough where you don't know what's going to happen. So it's, it's why you play the games. It's why, you, uh, you know, it's why you do your stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely definitely be a fun year. Do we know um, – will the computer be generating the uh, yeah. matchups? Unfortunately, yes, I think so. That's so kind of what I thought. That'll be – obviously, like we said, you know, I'll go back to the Valders thing about computer last year. A lot of it said conference, but we, we do know, like, it's – Big on non-conference. You just if you win your non-conference games, um, that is a big thing. In football, he saw that too. Like, oh yeah, like and it's just like you need good non-conference wins. So that's like Valders. You know, you pick off a couple tough teams non-conference. That'll help out. And yeah, I, I just think you know you. And I don't know. I don't. I'm not exactly sure if they looked at it at all or. I, I hope they adjusted the algorithm. In some way, that, I mean, it, was, it, was it was terrible. Bad. I mean, yeah, there was so many situations last year where it was just brutal. But yeah, I mean, who knows? You gotta. Every team has to deal with it the same way. So, for the most part, so yeah, it, it'll be very interesting. Yeah, and with that, I mean, that, that's gonna wrap up our EWC talk here again. Credit with Sports.net WSN again. That link is down below. So. You know, check that out. All your Wisconsin high school sports needs are on WSN. So, with sports.net, let's go. Let's roll here, Robert. We're gonna we're gonna switch it up a little, right? Where I mean, we were just talking high school for so long. We're gonna we're gonna go to the NBA. We're gonna go and we're gonna talk about Milwaukee Bucks. Right? I mean, they have a three game week last week. They have a three game week this week. And um, with that, I mean. Um, I mean, it was a tough, tough way to start the week. Monday, right? I mean, Atlanta, uh, they end up playing three games against them already in their first 15, and Atlanta wins two of three against them. Now, and being at home, um, rolling the, the Wednesday, you know, division game against Cleveland, it's like, all right, you know, Cleveland thinks there's something. Let's, let's play them. And it was, it was pretty much a humbling game by the Bucks, right? I mean, they, they get the job done. They win by 15. Lopez puts up 29. Um, and then that Friday night game, I, were you watching that Friday night one? That one was uh, something. Um, Philly oh, the job done. I, I did not. I did not get to see that game. No. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. Did you see the incident that took place after with Giannis? Yeah, and yeah I'm sure you did. Yeah, I. I don't. I mean, we can debate that all we want. Yeah. I, I'll say this: if the ladder doesn't fall over, nothing is. Nothing happens because of it. I don't know what. Montrez Harrell is doing out there. Um, 
I don't, yeah, I don't know what happened with him. I mean, he, I don't, I don't understand really that, but I think it definitely got overblown. Giannis is just trying oh, to shoot yeah. around, and if the ladder doesn't fall over, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, and that's that's unfortunate, but again, oh, that's what happened. But that was a frustrating game too for the Bucks. I mean, it felt like they were they were in control almost at some points, but um, mm-hmm. the big thing in that one was um, there's an Embiid foul that could have been easily easily a flagrant too. I mean, oh, there's oh, a clip yes. after the game. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you saw it. I mean, that's how. Yeah. Uh, obvious it was at least today's NBA. I mean, he should have been tossed. Um, otherwise, I mean, there's also a clip with it, uh, Bobby Portis going up to him after and like, nope, nope, not buying it. That it was, you know, it was, it was a dirty play, I'd say. And uh, yeah, um, it's it, it's tough to lose in two out of three. Um, you, you just want Middleton back. I mean, uh, this week, um, I mean, it, feel, it feels like I've been saying, nope, he's coming back this week, he's coming back this week because. I mean, that's kind of what we've heard. I mean, he's been practicing for weeks now. Um, so I'm intrigued to see where he ends up But um, in that. But I'm hoping you get him back this week. But you got three home games here. I mean, four in a row consecutively. But I guess we're going through this. Um, we're looking at Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We got Portland, Chicago, Cleveland are your games. And with those... Um, Looking at it, and I guess we'll we'll include the Dallas one in here as well. So really, four games. Uh, they got Dallas Sunday night, seven p.m. at Pfizer. I know I originally told you three games, Robert, but really four here. It's Portland, Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas. So you get that rematch against Cleveland. You meet off meet with the Bulls for the first time this year. Then you get Portland and a tough one against Dallas. What do you think? Three and one. You know, I think they get rolling again. You know, I think you see the Bucks bounce back a lot. Very resilient group that plays hard. I really like us beating the Bulls. Um, Cavs, I think that'll be a really tough physical game. Um, you know, Cavs, you know, they're pretty electric this year. Like Garland and um, Mitchell. So, but I think, you know, Bucks really, he's a veteran and veteran uh, mentality and out physical in that game. Blazers, I mean, they've been, Blazers have been very good this year. Uh, um, Anthony Simmons and uh, Lillard, obviously, just two guys who can shoot the lights out. But I don't know. I, I could definitely see us losing one of those Cavs versus uh, the Cavs versus the Trailblazers. And I don't know. In the big spot, I mean, Bucks seem to kind of show up for big for big games. It's, it's, a, it's a really big game against the Mavs. I do like Bucks kind of physicality there. Not sure when Middleton is completely back. You know, probably a stretch he gets back by then, but I don't know. I'd like to think we go three and one. You know, obviously when you when we started out eight, nine and zero or whatever we did, you're you're kind of looking at the schedule like, oh, like how many in a row are we gonna win? And I think you got to just get back to you know what the Bucks team does best here, and they will. So I, I definitely think three and one is in their future um, here in the next week. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd say that'd be a successful week if that happens. Yeah, I'm I'm right with you. Um, I full disclosure. I mean, coming into the year, I had this Bucks team right 50, 55 wins. I'm like, they're not gonna take the regular season seriously. Um, I mean, they have the talent, right? They have the experience. So it's about keeping guys healthy at that point. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, eleven and four they start. I mean, they've been they've been practicing load management or whatever you want to call it. They're still eleven and four. I mean, I can't really, you know, credit where credits do. Right? They start off hot. Um, right, Javon, Javon Carter then goes off in the games where Giannis and Holiday get that load management, you call it, or whatnot. Um, 
now, I mean, you got to be looking 55, 60 games this team could win, you know, and certainly uh, we can see them falter a little bit as this team, you know, it's NBA, but you certainly got to like them for 55 wins at least. Um, and you got to, you got to like them in the East, of course, with right Boston, Miami, Philadelphia, right? Those, the, the big teams in the East, you got to, you got to like the Bucks in that. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think. I'll be interested to see where like Philadelphia ends up. Like Brooklyn, do they even like? Oh my goodness! Brooklyn looks a disaster. I do, I do think uh, obviously they're better with, you know, Kyrie. I mean, they, they got back on track tonight. I mean, we won't get into the whole Kyrie Irving deal, but um, yeah, you know, they're just again no depth. Um, ben Simmons has been playing better, but yeah, you, you just uh, never know really in the in the East, like that's just kind of a tough conference and overall in the NBA, I think there's a lot of like this, the Kings, like they are on an absolute tear. Yeah. I mean, like you just, Warriors been bad. It is. That's why you play 82 games. Like you can look at a team right now who is, you know, 14 and seven, my bad there, 14 and three or something and, or whatever. And it's just, they just get hot or they just, that's why you play your 82 games. I definitely think, you know, your 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 Warriors, your Celtics, your Bucks, your Sixers, you know, Mavs, just teams like that. Your strong physical teams, veteran teams, are going to be at the end of the playoffs st- still standing. But yeah, a lot of like kind of weird records and like interesting records. I think for the first you know, fourteen games, eighteen games we've had here. I still can't I believe the the Kings put up one fifty three against the Nets. I mean, that for me was certainly something in that one. There we go. We got Robert oh, back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah that, I remember I was watching that. I just had like the scrolling through scores and like they just kept going same. up and up. And I was like, holy smokes. So, what's, yeah, what's going on? And again, the Kings have been like, all right, well, you know, defense is okay. We're, we're not going to focus on it, but we'll, we'll play a little bit. But I mean, yeah. Um, They've been so electric offensively. That's, I mean, there's a reason there's, there's, I mean, they're nine and six, so it's not like they're, you know, this 15 0 team. But I mean, for the squad, I mean, you're looking at right De'Aaron Fox, he's averaging 25 a game. Oh, yeah. Um, he's been, he's been tough, right? I mean, uh, they make a questionable trade for Sabonis, and right now it's, you know, paying some dividends, right? For, um, you know, having a, a forward or power forward center. Uh, be able to rebound and pass at the level he can pass at, even score. So, and you're just seeing some of these other guys, right, playing well. Terrence Davis was one. Mm-hmm. Um, Keegan Murray, right, I mean, has played pretty well. And it's, it's been an interesting recipe for success, but it's paid off for Sacramento. So, I mean, yeah, when you average 120 a game, I mean, it's <laughs> they're averaging 120 points a game. And, like, of lately, it's more like probably 130. It's just like when you could do that, you know, a team's going to just have to be on their best shooting night to come in and beat you in your home floor. So it's, yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're really just a weird, but, you know, whatever, solid team right now. Have they um scored under 100 points yet this year? I'm not sure <laughs> about that. I, I don't think they have. I, I'm looking right now. Lowest output is 107. There you go. 107 is the lowest scoring output for them. I mean, come on. Although they haven't played the Bucks yet, and the Bucks defense, if they're at full strength, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see how many they score there. But, yeah, I mean, this is – I mean, just in the last 
in the last like six games here, 127, 120, 122, 153, 130, 137. Yeah, just weird, weird NBA season kind of so far. I I, I totally agree. Um, again, three three and one for Robert, three and one for me as well. You know, not not that exciting. I'm gonna take the same record um, as him, but we're we're gonna touch on here. It's gonna be kind of a not so great um, a way to end the episode. But other than trivia, right? Trivia is the great way. But uh, we're gonna talk about the Titan Packer game that took place last Thursday at Lambeau. Um, yeah, I mean, when you have Ryan Tannehill dot up your 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 defense, and uh, when you have this Titans offense that you know is either like like in the twenties in all of football. I mean, they may have been more closer like twenty five. Put up four hundred eight yards against your defense. Um, there's gonna be some head scratch. That's kind of where I'd start, Robert. Right? Yeah, I, Packers just right now. I I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's 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 tough. It's just like this whole. People just throw around the idea, like Rogers, if he's here next year, if he's not. I mean, I don't know the answer either. It's just, I, I really, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think this season is too much of a surprise. I think at some point, you know, it had to come crashing down, especially when you lose Devonte Adams and even a guy, even a guy like MVS, like just a trusted guy. But I mean, I don't think that's our problem right now. I just think. I don't know who it is, Rodgers, Lafleur. We just don't have an identity. And, yeah, it's just we're just not not that good of a football team, I think, and people just don't really understand that, you know, roster-wise in this NFL. We're just not that good of a yeah. team. I, I definitely and think the Titans um, just kind of – they are a really good roster, even though they don't have, you know, a top quarterback or, you know, stud wide. They have so many injuries, too. I mean, yeah, that's why, just, like – Packers have a lot, had a lot of injuries, right? With Sean Gary out for the year, Eric Stokes out for the year. I mean, um, Titans have had a similar, right? I mean, they've had some significant injuries, but they've been able to – they have a lot of depth. I mean, that's what you're seeing this Titans team have that this Packers team just doesn't. Yeah, they're physical, well-coached. Two oh, yeah. things I question the Packers on, and it's just I, – I don't know. I just think situationally the Packers are very bad, you know, just like – like in the red zone, fourth down, late in the game, you, know, you see Rodgers. It's fourth down, just fade routes, and guys don't. Sammy Watkins, the last couple, like, oh my god, guys just don't know where they're going or don't know <laughs> what they're doing. And is that all on Rodgers? No, but part of it's just like, you know, I don't know. I just think we don't have an identity, and I just think this year it's not going to. Hopefully, not a complete waste where we're watching meaningless games. Week fifteen, hopefully somehow oh they can grow up. Jordan Love starting then? Oh, oh please no! I'd rather no. we're gonna have Anything Jordan Love starting. That I I think Rogers though. I mean, go back. I mean, there's certainly been some reads, right? There's been some more, and of course with receivers. But I I still feel there's something with the thumb. I mean, it, you know, I know he's not gonna say, "Oh, this thumb is preventing me to make a said throw." But I, you know, just watching him in the games, it just he, he looks he looks in pain. I mean, in in some drives, he just doesn't look himself and i mean of course the numbers speak for that but of course he's gotten older and weapon wise i mean Devonte adams being a huge loss i mean again i feel we we're a little blinded by the fact you know they lose Devonte adams but you know there's still a, some pretty good weapons around them but just not that depth and that depth is what they need right now well yeah and i think like i think especially um 
what I was going to say before is kind of lost my train of thought there. But like Roger, when you're talking about like Rogers with your with the thumb, there'll be drives where I'm like, wow, oh, Rogers looks like 2014 mm-hmm. Rogers, where he's just slinging it around and find. And then there's other times where it's like Sammy Watkins, he missed right down the middle, overthrows Lazard, and you're just like, what the heck is going on? And I, you know, fans, I think as Wisconsin and sports fans in general, so quick to blame Rogers does deserve some blame. At the same time, you know, look what's around him kind of and what he's had to deal with. But at the same time, it's just like, well, now we're two years ago making the business decision, drafting Jordan Love, you know, we thought was the right move. Obviously was not. But now I almost think it's time to kind of prepare a business decision. And put it this way, I do not think Jordan Love is our quarterback in the future. I, I do not like Jordan oh, Love. Very, I, I don't think he's that good. I, I thought it was a weird year to take a quarterback, I'll be honest. I mean, um, when they did it and who they took, right? I mean, we've talked about that being a head-scratcher, especially when you're ready to compete, right? I mean, you get maybe get a player that could make an immediate impl- impact, right? But, look, we, you've heard every talk show complain about the Jordan Love pick, and rightfully so, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're not going to dabble in that as much. Uh, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, this Packers squad, it's not looking good. Um, four and seven is the record. Um, right. I mean, the Lions, right? I believe they have record wise, um, they have the better record based on tiebreaker. They're both four and seven, I think. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, I mean, not a good time to be a Packer fan. And, uh, it does not get easier. Uh, Sunday night, we go to Philly, play the Eagles. Yeah. We it could easily be four and eight before you head back. You head to Soldier Field and face the Bears. I mean, it's, I'll say this, that Eagles, that's a game. I'm not saying the Packers are going to win because I said the Packers are going to beat the the Jets, the Commanders, oh, the same, Lions. Same. I think it, but I'm just saying this Eagles team, you saw it again today. I, I think that there is kind of a game. Their run defense is not good, the Eagles. They, I know they brought in Linval Joseph and Adamican Sue, whatever. <laughs> They don't so many me. injuries. Jordan Davis on the IR. That's huge. I mean, um, yeah, I'm looking at this that Philly squad. I mean, again, if, if you face this squad, I think even three weeks ago, I think you're looking at a tougher game. I, I again, it, being at Philly does not help, but um, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, the Packers get the Eagles at a pretty good time. Right? I mean, a lot of injuries, a lot of players banged up. Right, Goddard. I didn't even talk about that yet. I mean, that that's certainly something. Keep in mind, Packers have still performed very, pretty well against quarterbacks other than Tannehill. Uh, they've been pretty tough on quarterbacks in terms of fantasy score and just in terms of overall right right production. But yeah, like I mean, um, I, this Eagles team, I mean, you almost lose to the Texans, and then the Commanders come in and you know just beat you, our physical. And then today, you know, like Jonathan Taylor had a really good start to the game. They got better as the game went on, not giving them much to work with, but. They just – they very easily could have lost today to three teams who are just probably not playoff teams. So it's just like – I don't know. I, I definitely think it's a close game. I, I don't know. In in uh, in Philadelphia, this is a game the Packers win, and it's, oh, this could happen, this could happen to make the playoffs when it's just, you know, just kind of not a useless game. But I definitely could see the Packers winning a game like this. Well, I think right now, um, based on tiebreakers, I mean, they're going to have to go 
you know, 10 and 7 would be like, okay, um, you, you probably get him regardless. But for me, it's like 9 and 8. I mean, you don't have those tiebreakers against the Commanders. You don't have those tiebreakers even against, like, the Giants, right? I mean, um, that last spot, um, it certainly is like with 9 and 8, I don't think you get in. I, I, you got to play the Vikings. Yeah, win out. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to win out. And um, maybe, right, I mean, miracles can happen. Maybe they get lucky with a 9-8 and eight where a, a team falls off or um, they don't play the 49ers this year, so they have the tiebreaker over them. I think it would be a divisional record. So and I don't think they're going to get that. But Yeah, and you hear a lot of people talk about, like, that 2016 squad. Like, uh, oh, well, run the table. In 2016, we, the roster we had then. In the NFC North, then I mean, you look at that, and we won the NFC North. I think that's what people, and it's just like we don't have any chance to do that this year. And you know, the wild card is just kind of like you said, we don't have those tiebreakers, and that NFC East is really solid. But I think you look at their schedule; these last you know six games we have here, Eagles, it's kind of a must-win game if you want any discussion in the playoffs, and then. Bears and Rams, two teams I think we can both beat. Two not bad teams, but bad teams. And then Dolphins and Vikings. I mean, that's you, you turn around and play those two with the Lions last. So, I mean, obviously you can't afford to lose another game. And it's just – that's just where you are. But, I mean, yeah, there's not many quarterbacks. I still, I still wouldn't rather have any NFC North quarterback besides Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, look what um, – you know, not to get on a football tangent here, but look at, you know, you, you beat Dallas last week, and then look what they do. They come into Minnesota and just, you know, they just run all over them. I mean, it was it was a blowout. I mean, I think they won't end up winning by 30-plus. Yep. So, you know, keep that in mind. This Cowboy team they beat, 7-3, and three, they're, they're no joke. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's kind of it here for the football talk, Robert. And, you know, we're here we, – Love to keep these around the hours, Mark. So um, we got like six minutes left or so, Robert. You got some trivia planned. I'd love to hear it. I do. I do. And, you know, we talked, you know, EWC today. We talked football and basketball. And, sorry, we didn't talk basketball. um, But I do got a baseball question. So I'll start out with our EWC question. So as I kind of brought up during during the boys portion, so the boys question. A lot of big stats last year. Yes or no? In the five major season leaders, like, you know, per – we'll go season totals because it was season totals. Yep. Was every points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks broken last year? Or was the new record in conference history? Yes or no? And we're talking about for, for boys in 2021 to 2022 for basketball, right? Yes. So was the record broken in points, rebounds, blocks, steals, and assists? I'm going to say yes. Very close. No. No. Points, pouts. points, pouts blew it away. Rebounds, Munns blew it away. Assist, uh, Arntz blew it away. And blocks, yeah. Lorenz just blew it out of proportion. So Steels was the only one, and the Steels I think was second. Um, Luke Paul said seventy-one steals. Any this was like a top, a top five, top six, EWC player. Any guess on who the first ever was? Can I? Do I get Steels or not Steels? Do I get School? 
Well, if they give you the school, you'll automatically get it. Put it that way. Okay. I'll say this. It's south of Alders. If that helps um, you at okay. all. Yeah. Um, I mean, it helps me, but I got to think. Oh, I don't know. Um, Top player. Oh, is it with Falls? Is it Petrie? Yes. It's JT Petrie. had 85 steals eh. in like 2017 or is his senior year at 85. So that's a pretty impressive stat there. So, all right. Nice. So number two. I'll go – this one took a little bit of research, but it's kind of a fun one. So I'll do combined total scores a game. I'll give you a number on the largest combined total in EWC history, like between EWC teams, the largest combined total score between the two teams, and the lowest. I'll give you a number you tell me that's higher or lower. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, so for the largest, was the largest score – over or under 188 and a half. I think it was over. I think we talked about. It. I'm gonna say higher. Yeah. You are correct. The yeah. line, it's 206. Was uh, that was two rivers beating Ron Colley, 104, 102. When was that? that How many was years ago? Was that? 2016, 2017. That was a while ago. Yeah. Um, I remember yeah, talking that about was, that once in a while. Yeah. I, I do remember us talking about this. That's I kind of thought you might get that one, but yeah, good good memory there. So the lowest, and uh, recently we've had some low ones, um, but the lowest is sixty one and a half. Was it higher or lower? Oh my, sixty one and a half, and like does this include like when it was just, when it was four quarters, or are we no, talking like the two? This this would be a second half. Oh my goodness, you said it was sixty one and a half. Yes. Oh, um, I'll say higher. It's probably lower, but I'll go higher. It is lower. Oh my goodness! This I, when I was looking it up, I thought the brilliant Valders game when it was like forty-three to thirty-nine two years ago. I believe you were there. I yeah. thought that would definitely be the winner. Uh, and then I looked. There was a Chilton Roncalli game. It was fifty to twenty-seven, but this game blows it out of the water. With Brilliant defeating Chilton 36 to 25 in 2017. 25 points only put yes. up? Oh and my goodness. There was another one that was very close between Brilliant and Chilton that year. It was like 30s to 20s. But yeah, so that was 61 total points in 2017. <laughs> nice. All right. So our third kind of uh, EWC kind of question is um, which EWC community? hosted NFL training camp in the 1930s and 1940s, the Eagles and the Steelers. Which EWC? Oh, I feel like I've heard about this. Was it was it Sheboygan Falls? No. 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 It was uh, Two Rivers. Then okay. the 1930s and 40s, they hosted Eagles, Steelers, and, yeah, they used Walsh Field, which still they play baseball there today. Walsh Field. Two Rivers Washington High School hosted NFL teams in the summer. So that's go. kind of a fun stat. Another oh, nice NFL stat here. So you got – there's – I got three teams. This is a kind of a fun one. Three teams that actual were in the NFL, like their nicknames. And then there's one team that wasn't. You got to find the team that wasn't. Okay? So I'll oh, name four okay. teams. Three of them yep. have existed. One has not. Sure. So I got the Tornadoes, the Eskimos, the Triangles, and the Acorns. 
Okay. Um, what was the first one you read me? Tornadoes. Okay, I'm debating between tornadoes and acorns. Um, for the one not, I'm gonna say acorns. You are correct. Yeah, acorns Love trivia. is made up. Tornadoes. That's my. That's gonna be my favorite. The triangle. So that's a, that's a good one. All right, and so our final question. This one's okay. gonna be kind of a, you know, I don't know what I'll allow here. I'll do like within. Okay. But how much did Babe Ruth pay for his 700th career home run? You know, we've seen John Carl. I mean, Judge, uh, Judge, Judge yeah. have big paydays or you know auctions. But when Babe Ruth hit his 700th home run, what did he pay the fan who caught it? Remind I'm going to say 50. 1930s. I feel like this is low even for inflation, but I'm going to say 50 bucks. Twenty dollars. Wow. I looked it up. It's about three hundred to three fifty today. Yeah, I was gonna say inflation adjusted. It's still pretty. So that is very low. low. You're talking in the millions almost for judges six hundred. Putting up to auction for um, yeah, for number sixty two. I believe they're putting up auction wise. Yeah. Um, Instead of giving it, uh, he was offered a three mil. I thought. Yeah, that is that is just nuts (laughs) with collectibles nowadays. So yeah, I mean you. There were, this one was kind of not really cut and dry. This was kind of a lot of room for air. It's fun. Just, just some fun ones. Yeah. Love that. And um, yeah, I mean, I learned something new. 61 point score. I mean, that number, sorry. That's I just have to go back to it. I was just like, I didn't even know how to process that. Like, what do, what do you say? Like, nice? You know, like it's defensive battle? I, mean, I remember being at that game. Yo, know, my freshman year of high school. I didn't even really think anything of it at the time, where it's like nowadays, if you don't. I don't know. I, scoring was still high back then, but I just feel like the halftime score, I think, was uh, like 13 to 7 was the halftime oh. score. And it's just like, I just remember the quarter days, you know. The That's 30, why I was like 38 to 32s or your, you know, just, yeah, that, that's just nuts. I do not miss the quarter days, though. No, I, mean, I, I think love we'll get that. Behind that. Love that halves so much, you know, works better, I feel. And, yeah, I mean, regarding episode eighty nine here with Robert and I, we got some I got some announcements here before I wrap up. Um, hoping the voice gets better, right? I got more. We got more recordings this week. I'm not sure what happened today. Just kind of lost it, I guess. But um, we got episode of Journey to a Million coming your way this week. Myself, Drew Skyberg, joined alongside Zach Rouse, Sheriff Lusky. The one year celebration of Journey to Millions this week. We got some awesome trivia plan. You heard Robert give some trivia tonight. I'll be giving some trivia. When we record, we'll be aiming Monday through Wednesday this week on a, at a recording date just with Thanksgiving. gets a little messy. And then also some NBA DFS. Well, I'll be bringing your way on Tuesday. We'll have that up in the morning. You'll hear my lineup, and you can come join me on Fantasia Sports. Get, do your free entry. You know, Win some contests on there. You know, Win some cash prizes. It's awesome stuff they got going on at Fantasia, but... Otherwise, at True Sports Crew is where you can find, of course, the podcast stuff, Instagram, Twitter. You know the drill. And, yeah, Robert, thank you here for coming on right at, at EWC underscore sports. You'll see we'll have some stuff posted on there once in a while for regarding podcast info. But, again, thank you, Robert, for coming on. Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of fun here. Right, previewing the high school sports and – uh We'll, we'll be following along, right? I mean, this won't be the last time you see Robert. I always say he always finds his way back here on the podcast. No matter how long it is, he'll always find his way back on. 
And here he is again here on episode 89. But again, that'll wrap it up here for Robert Schimmick and myself, Drew Skyberg. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.